You've tuned into localjobnetwork.com radio and you're listening to the LJN Radio Quad, where our radio hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment related. I'm Azure Mahara, and joining me in the quad today is Jacqueline Peterson. Hello. Trey Cochran. Hi, everyone. And Tim Muma. Hey, everybody. I'm going to start off today talking about vacations. Um, we all like to take them. However, when we, when at least for me, when I'm going on vacation, sometimes the stress of getting ready to leave and then coming back and having all the work piled up, sometimes I feel like it's not even worth it. <laughs> to take a vacation? Yes. <laughs> it's like really puts a damper on your efforts to relax. Does anybody else feel that way? Uh, yeah. I mean, when I take PTO, I'm just like, oh, geez, what am I going to, you know, Catching up is never mm-hmm. fun, and and actually most of us, uh, you know, we're on PTO over the holidays, and we just got back, right. and I think we're still playing catch up. I mean, even this morning, I was looking at my schedule when I was coming in, and I'm like, there's no way that we can have the schedule. Let's everyone just continue working on tasks and um, try and play catch up. I know. Um, so that was that was, I guess, one of my questions I want to talk about today: um, different ways that you prepare or you know, plan to catch up or, you know, just kind of advice for people out there? I mean, I, it's hard for me to, to put it into words really because obviously it depends on your workload and, and sort of what flow you're in. You know, for myself, I was still trying to make some contacts here or there even when I was, you know, on vacation, so to speak, because I didn't want to get stuck with that, trying to catch up and cram stuff in. Um, you know, but for the most part, you know, the couple of days leading up to it, it was more of a thing okay, when I come back, what are my tasks? I mean, just really laying it out there, putting it on paper or on, you know, on the computer just to let yourself know this is what I have coming back. And tr- I was trying to do a little bit ahead of time as much as I could so that I knew I wouldn't have so much. But, I mean, it's it's so it's just inevitable, especially after a long holiday where everyone's trying to get back in the flow of things. And I, I think it becomes so important to prioritize and plan ahead and set those tasks even before you leave because when you come back i mean that first couple days it's just like rough what do i do again (laughs) what's my job so i I mean that's that's really just a couple little things that i but i don't have any special answer for that i mean i'm probably not the best person for that yeah tim basically touched on what i was going to say it's all about the preparation before you leave Uh, so you can try limiting that stress when you are on your time off uh, not have to worry about too many things i know before I left for the holidays recently, I just made a list of things that I knew I was going to have to take care of right away when I got back and to look out for. And I put that right on my keyboard. So when I came back, those were the things there mm-hmm. that were kind of like priority one. And then once I started with those, then I played catch up with the things that had came through that I didn't maybe expect to happen while I was gone. So those things that were laid out before I left that I knew I would have to take care of when I came back kind of made those priority one. And then you just got to kind of go with the flow when you come back. Uh, take everything as it comes in. Uh, maybe cross your fingers and hope a little bit that everyone else was on some time off so they didn't pile up too much. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it's all about the preparation, I think, before you leave instead of hitting it really hard when you come back. One of the things that I like to do, um, and you said, Trey, you make lists. I like to just put things in my Outlook calendar. Right. So like you, you put it on your keyboard, you come back. I actually will put it in my Outlook calendar and designate time. Okay, I need to finish this. Um, I need to do this. And then it's all, when you come back, another thing that I do is reprioritize. Is this no longer top on my list? Or is it going to get bumped down? And then just try and organize it. Um, I think was it Monday? I got home and I worked until eight thirty. So you know, there's just things right. that you're gonna have to do to make up for it. But I agree with you, Azure. It's like you work hard all year long. You're excited for the holiday. 
you take that PTO and then you just know when you come back there's going to be ketchup and it's inevitable. Right. It's going to get uh, And I think the hard, part, the hard part about it too is that it's not like the current work stops. Like no. more and more keeps coming. That's well, maybe I, more of a priority than what you had ahead of time mm-hmm. and then that gets pushed back. So it's just, it's the cycle. If you don't, like you said, kind of hit it hard when you come back and it's difficult because you're, you're kind of in that mode of, oh, it was nice and relaxing, do kind of what I wanted. And now it's like, Oh boy, and then you almost freeze because you have so much on your on your plate. So I mean, yeah, it, it's it, it is tough. It's tough. Okay, yeah, it can get overwhelming. I I guess what I do is I always plan. Okay, I know that I'm coming back on the fifth, for example. I know that I'm gonna have to stay late the fifth through the seventh at the very least, you know. And then, um, you know, I'm not gonna be able to take lunches or whatever, and just kind of pack it all in and, and then I'll reassess and if I need to add on more time or but I know that I'm going to have to put in more time are you saying you actually over your vacation will kind of log in and and do some work from home I do it, I do that minimal when I'm on vacation I take you're my pretty much on vacation I take them yeah. seriously <laughs> <laughs> and I'd rather you're work committed yeah I'm committed to my vacation I'd rather work extra hours and putting the extra time before I leave um, and when I come back, then actually on my vacation. So, yeah. Definitely. So I think, yeah, I think um, that's good advice. You know, basically what I'm hearing from everybody is either accept that you're going to ha- make lists and accept the fact that you're going to have to put in some extra time, some eff- some extra hours and efforts to make sure that everything's not bombarding you too much. Jacqueline, what are we going to talk about next? Yeah. So, you know, I actually commute to our headquarters when I come to the office. So I, I live in Chicago and then I commute to Milwaukee. And on the train, there are certain people that you just see every single day. And I always sit in the quiet car. So you just, you know, you sort of know the people, they know you, they expect you there. And there's this one particular person who, um, it was just interesting because I saw an email, let me back up. So I saw, <laughs> I saw an email from someone about, um, like a video, like a happy holiday video. And I'm watching the video and I'm like, oh my goodness, that person rides the Amtrak every day. I know who that person is. So I forward it to whoever I received it from. And I'm like, oh, I know that person, uh, you know, at 15 seconds in. And she was like, oh, you should send her an email or you sh- next time you see her, you should let her know. And I said, no, I don't think that I'm going to because she's really, really rude. <laughs> she's one of those people that... um She's just not friendly in the morning. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, the, And that's fine because I like to keep to myself. I sit in the quiet car. I don't want people talking to me. But she's just like she'll – she doesn't wait in line. She'll cut you off and wh- whatever. So it's just important. I think what I was sort of wondering and wanted to get your thoughts were, you know, h- how important is it to you to be nice, pleasant, maybe even throw a smile to acquaintances <laughs> that you – Even if it's not genuine? <laughs> Well, you know what I mean? Just You just never know who you're going right. to work with down the road or who those people are. I was going to ask, is it more nonverbal stuff in them or is she just she, all around? She just She's just doing her own thing. She's gotcha. running late. She'll cut you <clears throat> off. If she wants to get past you, she'll push her way past you. And it's But the funny thing is she'll say, excuse me, as she's doing it, like that's okay to do. Like that's my that's my way to get around it. Oh, excuse, to be me, rude, excuse me, excuse me. But I'm going but to I'm bump you with my big bag <laughs> that I'm carrying around town. But just because I say, excuse me, it's okay. And it's really not. And I'm thinking, wow, this person is incredibly rude, like just zero manners. So I just want to know, have you guys had any similar situations or sort of do you think about those types of things when you're working with people? Because you never know who you're going to bump into down the road. I I definitely do. Um, I had a 
circumstance that kind of happened to me that taught me a good lesson. There was somebody, <laughs> there was somebody driving in front of me, really awful, and I was stuck and I could not get behind, uh, get around this person. They were going way under the speed limit, just kind of taking their time. And I'm late. I'm trying to get past them, so I finally get a chance to pass them, and I pass them, and I'm just like ready to just give them this big. <laughs> cl- <laughs> and it turns out it's this, it's somebody that I knew. So <laughs> I was like, oh man, <laughs> I'm so glad that I didn't rev up next to this person. <laughs> so I didn't, but like don't think that the thought didn't cross my mind and I happened to look and I was like oh my and I just waved and smiled (laughs) but I had been riding this person's like tail the whole time and so I was just like okay like that's all I needed to learn my lesson that you never know who you're going to run into Um, you could work for a company and then um, that actually happened to me I worked for a company in college and one of the what the intern there, the guy that was the intern there, when I started working at this company, he was the HR generalist. So, um, you know, we had a good relationship, and but I, you know, I'd always been friendly with him even after I'd stopped working there, and I would run into him. I was always very friendly with him, um, left good ties and everything. And when I and I had no idea when I applied here, and he called me, I was like, oh my gosh! <laughs> so good lesson. Just, be and, be polite. Yeah, you just never know. So whether it's a you know, a current worker or a coworker or somebody that's driving on the road. <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> I, oh, sorry, Tim. You no, go for it. And I don't have a particular experience, I don't think, in this off the top of my head. But I can tell you that that's something I practice just in everyday life, in work, outside of work, is whenever I'm meeting someone for the first time or just around people, I try to uh, kind of put off a good uh, personality or example of just kind of who I want people to think of me as as a person because you do you never know you just never know and you don't want that person to maybe um say some negative things about you or just get rubbed the wrong way even if it is the morning and you're on the on the train you're going to work and it's just you're not a morning person you know uh you just you don't ever know who's watching or who may know you and so i think that plays well into just career advancement and opportunities because one day you will be introduced to someone. Uh, I don't care who you are. You're going to be introduced to someone that's going to help you advance your career career some 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 way, shape, or form. And you don't want there to be that one person removed that that had a bad experience with you. That's going to maybe talk down to you and ruin that opportunity for you. So even if it's not the most genuine smile in the world, or you're just not feeling it that that day, you kind of just owe it to the people around you to. Be a pleasant person and not knock someone over with your bag as you're <laughs> making your way to work. Thank you, Trey. Because, I agree. <laughs> Especially if you see them like every day. It's like, come on. And just because you don't know who they are doesn't, doesn't mean, mean they, they don't know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that is a big thing. And I, and I think it's funny you brought up the smiling thing. And a guest brought that up yesterday. And just in terms of no matter what you do, is trying to have that smile. And people can hear it over the phone and you can tell. And, and I, it's hard for me. I don't know why. It's not that I'm unhappy. I'm actually a very... <laughs> laid back kind of person but i tend not to smile i just kind of walk around you're smiling now yeah well because we're talking negatively about me but but when i when i was actually in teaching a a lot of the stuff that when they taught us especially you know they said office administrative people if you're going to be nice to anyone that's who you need to be nice to because they know everything they know everything about the company they know about each individual person they're going to go talk to them so if you're coming in for a job interview or or you're you know going to a client or something it starts right there and and again not to make, you don't want it to be fake you want it to be genuine but just keep in mind they're forming an opinion right away and they have their finger on everybody else so uh, that I mean that's one big thing and then you know as far as in public kind of like with you Jacqueline I I would be the one to be on the on the quiet car and just just quiet kind sure. of keep to myself it's just my personality so 
it's difficult if I see somebody that's really out there and, and extroverted and, and even over the top, like that kind of just makes me feel like I don't want to, it's nothing personal. It's just like, eh, it's not kind of my, my cup of tea. But, um, as you guys said, you don't, you, you don't know who's around you. I mean, it could be a, a business opportunity. It could be a friend of a friend. I mean, and so it, it's good. It, it's good to keep an eye on it. I and mean, you don't want to obsess over it either. You still want to be yourself. And, um, but you know, I'd always lean towards politeness and, and just being cordial in that way. Um, you know, I, I just think that's better than the bold approach. It's probably going to get you in more trouble that way. Yeah. So lesson learned, just be nice to your acquaintances. <laughs> Even if it's a one-time run-in or it's someone that you see on a regular basis, you just never know. Maybe you'll have a situation like Azure where they'll hire you. Or maybe, like Tim said, it's you'll have a business opportunity. Yeah. And uh, Tim, speaking of hiring, um, your topic you want to talk about today was referring a friend. Yeah, it's you know it's not anything I've personally experienced. I mean, it's gone through my head like it just it seems natural. You have a friend, they're looking for a job, and there's an opening. Like, hey, you know, try to get them in there. Obviously, it's a connection, which we we all know networking and connections are the best way to get those jobs. But I mean, all these questions go my th- through my head. What if what if you know you and your your friend don't work well together? How's that going to affect things? Um, you know, is it going to damage your reputation if they don't work out? Is it going to ruin your friendship in some way? And again, I lean on you guys. I know a couple of you in here at least have had referral situations that how have they worked out and ha- have there been any any rifts or troubles caused by this? Because like it or not, you're you're going to be connected both personally and professionally with it, wherever that place of employment is. I think there's a couple different referral situations that we can kind of talk about here. One is, say, uh, positions open within your company and it's maybe more internal, it's not broadcasted or advertised out there that much, and you have total control whether you want to uh, mention it to a friend or a family member or somebody that you know and think that they're the right fit for the position or aren't. So in a situation like that where it's totally your choice, uh, you're obviously going to assess those things that you had talked about, Tim. Would that person even fit the role well? Would they work good with me in the same company? Do I feel confident that they'll do a good job and they'll speak well on me as a current employee of that company? And then you have the other side of it where maybe that position is open within your company or even your department. Maybe you weren't even aware of it, but one of your friends who knows where you work saw it advertised online or on some social media or in the newspaper or something, TV, radio, and they come to you asking, hey, do you know about this position open? Could you, could you have me, could you pass on my information? Could you do this? Now, that I think is maybe more what Tim is talking about where you have to make that decision whether – Yes, I will pass that information on or no. And a lot of times I think what you could do to maybe offset an awkward situation where that person wouldn't be one of your friends or family members that you would want to refer, you could say, well, there's a general process that everybody kind of goes through. I'm not very familiar with it, but uh, I'll definitely help you with you know getting your resume together and things like that. So you can offer help in other areas without telling them for sure, I'm going to write a one-page recommendation form, hand it directly to the hiring manager, and vouch for you. So it's I understand how it can be kind of um, there's there's an area, a great area there, and it's hard to deal with that, especially if you are a good friend with them. But they just want to be a good fit with the company, and you don't want to put them in a bad situation or your employer. And I think that's why I always shy away from it too, and, and mm-hmm. selfishly probably a little bit because it's like my I, reputation. Yeah, yeah. I, right. I really don't want to recommend this person, and then I mean, it's not my job to be. I'm not in a hiring position by any means, so I, it's a little selfish. But I'll admit, I, I I don't feel comfortable bringing in a friend, and just in case they don't fit, you know, I can think of some friends who maybe could do a job around here. 
but I don't really know for sure. They haven't been in this environment, that kind of thing. I'm just like, I'd rather stay away. I mean, that's just that's my own personality. You know, Tim, I'm right with you. I have to, I have to agree. It's you know, it's an uncomfortable situation, and I have recently been asked this uh, question, and basically, I said the truth. I said, listen. What Trey said, I said, we have a process. Everyone has to apply online. I said, the best I can do, and, the, and I was upfront. I said, the best I can do for you is send them your your name and have them look out for your um, email or your resume. I'm like, that's all I can do. I have no pull as far as the process goes. It's an entirely different department. Um, the best I can do is just send them your name, tell them to look out for email, and then from there, it's out of my hands. And um, this person replied back via email and said, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But I think that they'll, for the most part, understand because you're not in human resources. Sure. You're not doing the hiring. And they have to accept the fact that you, you're not doing the interviewing. Right. And if it's for a completely different position or whatever, you really don't know what the rule requires. So I think that's sort of, you know, it's safe, but it's also the truth. I mean, it's not like you're stretching it. Um, but I do agree with you, Tim. You know, your reputation's on the line. And if they're not a right fit, you don't want them thinking, them being the employer, thinking like, how did you think that that would be the right fit for us? So, And I don't even know if that's fair. And I don't know if employers really think that way. I mean, I would, I would say the best employers don't think in that way. They understand it's a completely separate thing. And ultimately, their people hire that person if they thought sure. it was a good fit. They right. shouldn't hire them just because they're a friend. I right. Mean, exactly. Clearly. And, right. A good, um, uh, you know, a decent employer probably wouldn't do right. that. Right. But, but in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking, oh, man, is this going to cost me in some way? And, and, and Azure, you're in a different because you were actually referred yep. to um, work. So, so you're a little different spot. Yeah, I have, um, you know, and I've been in the same place as Jacqueline, too, actually. Um, last year I had a friend that asked me to refer them. And I basically said, Look, I don't know if you will be qualified, if you will get hired, but what I can do is help you work on your resume and let's look at some places. And so I still offered my help, but I was very honest. I was very honest with this person. Um, and I think, you know, it depends on your relationship with that friend or that family member. Um, but I, I was just very open about it so that it avoided any problems like that. I didn't say, yeah, apply, because <laughs> I knew that if they applied – the HR was going to look at that and be like, this person's not qualified. Why well, would I mean, you we even? Have, we have very specific requirements, too. Everyone uh -huh. has to have a minimum of a bachelor's. Everyone has to have a minimum GPA. That right there can weed out a lot of people. Right. And, you know, I was referred. Um, I had called a friend of mine that um, actually I hadn't spoken with her in, in, in probably several months and just said, you know, hey, I know that you have, you work for a really good company. I honestly, at the time, didn't even remember what the company was that she worked for, but I remember she enjoyed her job and she liked it. And um, so I was like, you know, can you, and it turns out, you know, she she had, she there was a position that she thought I would be really good for. And then we, we talked and um, I looked into it and I was like, yeah, that, that sounds great, you know, so. Um, she referred me, and I think it turned out well for her. <laughs> well, you're both still here, right? Yeah. So, I, like, <laughs> so um, I think that that was, you know, that was a a good scenario. And then it turns out that the HR generalist interviewing me also happened to know me. Small right. world. It is. Yeah. That's why it's important to be nice to your acquaintances. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice, nice. So, I mean, I think that that was that was fine. But um, I've actually talked to her about that since then, um, and we have. Another mutual friend that has asked, you know, like, hey, if they're ever hiring, you know, would, would you put our name in? But we, you know, and she's straight out told this person, like, I don't think that you would like it. Like, I don't know. I think that you would get here and you would work hard. It's not that. But I think that eventually you you would want to go back to your old, you know, work style. And um, 
this work style is different. It's a little bit more intense. She's a little bit more laid back. So um, we've, you know, she's basically said to her like, no. So I then felt extremely flattered that she had told me yes, you know, because she, she felt, so, you know, you just have to be honest. You have to read your friends and say, okay, yeah, yeah, I think you would be a good fit or no, you won't. And you just have to be honest. That's my advice. You're right. I think that's the biggest thing is each situation is going to be different. I mean, you clearly were the right fit and, and this other person, maybe they're not. So you're just, you're trying to help each other out because if, if you do get someone higher, that's not in the right fit. I mean, that can cause a lot of problems on both sides. I mean, the individual could be back in an unemployed situation in two months and actually be worse off. Uh, Cause that's the one spot I thought I probably would maybe step up is if, if I knew someone was unemployed for a long time right. and they're really desperate and they have a family, you know, that kind of stuff, I might try to help them fit into that mold. But other than that, I, I probably you know, think a little selfishly with this. And one thing that um, I noticed, and I didn't expect this to happen, but it did. When I started working here, because I knew that my friend's reputation was on the line, I probably hit the hard, the ground running yeah. harder than I had at any other job. That's a good point. Because I wanted, you know, because I wanted to thank her for giving me the opportunity, putting my name out there. Um, you know, it still obviously was up to me to to get hired. Like she didn't get me hired. She's not in the HR department, but she got my foot in the door. So um, I wanted to make sure that I was going to prove, you know, her, that her, her word, I guess, was reputable. And um, so I definitely worked harder. So hopefully if we refer friends, they feel the same way. (laughs) Definitely. And if they're really uh, a true friend of yours, I wouldn't expect anyone that I hardly knew to come up to me, ask for a referral for a position at any company I'm with. So I would assume that if that person had even approached me in regards to an open position where I'm at, they are uh, a very close friend or a family member or something along those sorts where you can feel comfortable being honest with them because they will appreciate that. They're not going to get offended because they're that close with you um, personally outside of work or and whatnot. So being honest and, and just making sure that both would be the right fit, um, both your employer and your friend or family member are both going to appreciate that. So just Trey, keep I have those. a question for you. Yes. So what if you had a um, like a close friend or a family member that you trusted that had, a, you know, another friend? So it was somebody that was like third party. Um, a second and th- connection yeah, is what we and call And they them. would <laughs> ask, they asked, would you, would you guys do that? So if my, if my brother came to me and said, hey, my friend... Is he's working a, in this department. You he's don't know great him. In sales. Can I like, introduce you really, to him? Yeah. And he's interested in, and he saw a position open with your company. What I would do in that situation is instead of going um, and just saying, oh, yeah, just send his resume and stuff over to me and I'll pass it along, I would probably want to obviously talk to that individual if I right. didn't know them. So if my my direct family member is introducing me to them or friend, I would say, hey, yeah, is there a time that we can maybe all get together and just uh, talk, I can talk to him, look over his stuff, and then I'll tell him right then with my friend or brother or family member sitting there, hey, I really think that you would be good for this after looking at your information, getting to know them a little bit. Or, uh, you know what, from some of the people that have been hired in this position or this department before, I don't know if this would be a good fit for you. And since I don't know them, I'd feel comfortable just being straightforward and honest with them because if they feel offended, whatever, they don't know me. (laughs) (laughs) And if my family member or whoever else is sitting right there, they can kind of act as the mediator also. And you don't have to feel like you're hurting anyone's feelings. And People at the end of the day, I think, are just very appreciative of people being honest and genuine with them, and they'll respect that honesty back, whether it's positive or not Not right. maybe the right fit. I had that happen to me um, as well, where somebody that I am really good friends with, 
um, asked me, hey, can you refer my friend? You know, this is what she's going for. She gave me like all her credentials. Um, and I actually just asked for her phone number and I said, I'm going to give her a pre-screen <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, awesome. then I, and then I'll say yes or no. But, um, and you know, and I did, and I thought she, I thought she was great. So I didn't necessarily put in a referral for, um, I, I put in her name and I let the, the HR department here know, but I also said, you know, this is a friend of a friend. I spoke with her, like I kind of pre-screened her. Um, but you know, I think she might be a good fit. So like, I kind of, I kind of did that. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, any, anybody else have any other comments on that topic? I think Trey hit it right on the head. Be honest. Awesome. <laughs> well, I'll, well, then we'll continue uh, on with then Trey. That was pretty serious talk right there. So, <laughs> wait, 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 we don't condone lying. Is that no, we do not condone lying. What about no manipulating lie. the language? <laughs> don't lie yeah, and smile. Transferable at people. skills. Smile. <laughs> no, Listen, but there's nothing wrong with transferable skills. Yeah, anyway. I know. I'm just sometimes you have to adjust the language to make it fit the jobs. <laughs> Sorry, Trey. What is it that you want to talk about? Anyways, I wanted to get to a more lighthearted topic over here since um, we were kind of hitting that last one pretty hard there so uh, <laughs> I uh, just was curious coming back from the holidays I wanted to ask if anyone on a regular basis takes part in New Year's resolutions and if they do do they try to do it in a group even including their co workers at work and do you bring your New Year's resolution into the workplace or is it usually something that you keep personal and do um, maybe outside of the workplace and I'm talking you know a lot of people want some they start a diet after the new year or they start a workout regimen or they just try doing they try smiling at people a little bit more and not knocking them over on the train you know <laughs> being a nicer person in general uh so i was just wondering everyone's experience with new year's resolutions and how they um if they're appropriate in the workplace and how you can kind of manage that we did a a, a group kind of group weight loss thing here a couple of years ago um and i was actually one of the team leaders for that and it you know for everybody that that participated it was really fun it was really nice to get the whole office in on something and um you know there's our office is very competitive so um that that was kind of fun but then i i felt like as the leader halfway through and i think this would go for any weight loss resolution for half half of the <laughs> united states weight loss? <laughs> <laughs> and halfway through everyone just kind of gave up so um <laughs> I'm the team leader. Wait a minute, halfway as it's six months through the year or like a week. I think it, I think it was week. three months. <laughs> it was a quarter. It was a, it was, yeah, it was three oh, month okay. long um, competition. And so about a month and a half and people were just like <laughs> not doing anything. No and more weigh-ins. No, well, they were weighing in, but they were just like, whatever. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> true. Like, I'm glad I gained three this, pounds. Yeah, like, this is my goal. This is my awesome. Jeans. You guys, our my, team I'm is wearing leaving. jeans and boots, okay? <laughs> and then both teams kind of were just like, meh. And then there was like those four people that were still like really competitive with each other. Um, so I guess I feel like if you're going to do a work-related New Year's resolution or competition of any kind, my only thing that I'm going to tell everybody is don't give up on it. Like if you're going to commit to it, commit to it. Because if you're going to give up on it, like I know that it's, uh, you know, it's a weight loss thing, but it's no different than, you know, not seeing through a project or not doing anything. And I actually, some of my team members that just gave up and didn't care anymore, I was like, oh, and, and it, even though like I didn't on purpose think like, oh, you probably don't finish your projects either. <laughs> <laughs> In the back of my head, when something wasn't finished, 
I'd be like, oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you probably just gave up. See, and, that's, and that's the reason I brought the topic up. And I'm glad that you went right into that particular New Year's resolution of weight loss because that might be a touchy subject with some people and not an attainable goal sometimes. And if you're sitting there judging that person because they won't hop on the scale a month in and saying, well, is that affecting their work? That's why I was kind of wondering is this the appropriate, is the workplace the appropriate place for New Year's resolutions, especially like that? I just, right away, I thought of the episode of The Office where they were going through the company weight loss, um, <laughs> the, the the competition for extra vacation days, and Michael Scott's running around, you know, taking, grabbing food out of everyone's hands, and <laughs> they're, they're all just dying in the office trying to attain these <laughs> ridiculous goals and so I I was thinking obviously that would be an extreme sounds like Azure had maybe one of the median uh, experiences of people just saying no not everybody on my team gave up okay do you want to say that okay it was just you know a chunk but Um, yeah yeah so I mean you know stick with it and I would also say if you're not going to if you don't feel like you really need to lose weight for that example and, but you want to do it because you want to be you want to participate. Don't because if you're not if you're just gonna give up <laughs> and you don't really need to lose any weight, you know that's okay. You don't have to. Azure, you know, I, think you could, I think you could be a uh, New Year's resolution consultant for yeah, companies go. and go around <laughs> and organize um, the New Year's resolution plans for companies and their well, corporate it's, profiles. It's as silly as saying my New Year's resolution is to quit smoking when you don't smoke. You know, like oh, why point. why yeah, would like you that. why would you do it if you mm-hmm. don't need to do it? You Definitely. know, so well sort of piggybacking off of Azure in bringing it into the workplace specifically, when we did that New Year's resolution, one of the concerns that came up sort of behind the scenes that wasn't really talked about was the the handful, and I say the handful because there was only a handful, that just, if they lost any weight, it probably wouldn't be a good situation. <laughs> they would disappear altogether. They might disappear. Awesome. So we were, you know, yeah, there was a couple people that I don't... That were like, mm, probably not a good idea for you. And the concern was because we had um, prizes and goals was that they couldn't participate. And so it actually impacted them negatively. So oh. to Azure's point, I think if you're going to create a workplace New Year's resolution, you have to consider everyone. Um, perhaps if it's weight loss... You know, those that choose not to participate maybe come up with an alternative for them because they also want to, you know, be part of something. Join the camaraderie. Right, because maybe they don't need to lose weight. Right. And, and that's know. what we chose to do. So I think if you're going to do a workplace New Year's resolution, you just pretty much have to consider everyone um, because they're like I said, it was sort of like in the background. Well, I don't get to participate, but I want to. And they mm-hmm. wanted to, but there's probably, you know, they just not. Couldn't. The- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that in the yeah. That's too they could have tried to, you know, add muscle mass well, or something. Well, like, the know. joke was that, that we, the... well, the joke was, well, what we're not eating, we'll just give to you. And then <laughs> you'll eat. There you go. That's a community, that's community sense. Well, yeah, also. you know, but they just, they felt left out. And it's mm-hmm. about the, like you said, Azure, we're very competitive, but we're also very close. Mm-hmm. So not being able to be part of the group and do the weigh-ins and, and get um, the email going out on who's, you know, they were just sort of like left on the fringes and, and really couldn't contribute so yeah. like I think at one day I like scheduled like okay everybody's gonna go out running on Saturday morning like group up and do it nobody went but like three <laughs> people <laughs> I was like running by myself like, to my team it's funny yeah I mean I've never I've never done anything in terms of uh, the work environment with any New Year's resolutions and 
you know, for me, I don't really acknowledge the new year like everyone else does. I sort of, I mean, my new year is when pitchers and catchers report to spring training. Uh, for <laughs> April? The when is that? March, April? Uh, the second week of February. Generally. Oh, sorry. Yeah. sorry. That's when pitchers and catchers report. <laughs> okay. Uh, that, to me, that's the new year. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I get it. And I think it makes a ton of sense at work because like you said, I mean, you can build more camaraderie and if you're picking the right spots and you're, and you're maybe individualizing it a little bit like you would any sort of project, uh, that sort of thing. I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of benefit to it. Um, You know, as far as personally, obviously we're all looking to improve here and there. And if if you're thinking in the workplace, it might be just, you know, being a little more organized and having a plan that way. Maybe you talk to somebody who, you know, you see as being, oh, wow, they have their stuff together all the time. Like they can just click something and they know what's going on. And um, so I think it's important to do it throughout the year, but I think it's real natural you come back from the holidays, you're kind of starting fresh, you, you, you kind of have your to-do list and all that. And uh, so I think it's a great idea. And I think maybe there is a position out there for somebody to go around to organizations and, and be like, hey, here's a plan you can have. And you could start in January, you can start in, in June, you know, whatever the, the schedule is like. You know, you think for teachers coming back, if you want some sort of New Year's thing, you start in August when they come back. So uh, maybe... Look at that. Maybe, We're creating maybe, jobs yeah. for people out <laughs> yeah. here too. So anyone out there who's good in organizing <laughs> and team building... Uh, hey, the local the, job uh, network, really <laughs> increasing that network. New Year's resolution consultants. Yes. Potential <laughs> careers. That You're way, welcome. That way people aren't running by themselves when they are expecting <laughs> 40 <laughs> people. I would like my percent return on that, that idea. Quitting halfway through. So. Uh, I so. think, um, too, like going off of what you were saying, and um, when you have, when you're bringing up New Year's resolutions or any, you know, kind of goal, really, if you want to go all year round, um, is to, if you are going to do that and you're going to do it personally, I always think it's a good idea. And I don't know if you guys agree, but if you have a New Year's resolution and let's say it's, to do something in your personal life, um, try to relate that to your professional life too, or have two separate New Year's resolutions, one professionally and and one personally. Um, like my my New Year's resolution this year is to be more more organized. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, I swear. Uh, I'm in the same uh, boat. But that's in my personal life and in in my professional life too. So I wanted to try to implement that across the board. But what are you actively doing to <laughs> accomplish that? Stop I'm gone. talking like I'm a manager, Jack. <laughs> As of right chatting. now, I started going through a cabinet that I really need to work on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> progress. No, um, and, and in my Outlook, I've created a lot of subfolders and created rules so that things automatically go nice. in there. So I'm not constantly like, Sarah, do you know where this <laughs> email is? Or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, so I'm just trying to – There's you wear a lot of hats here. So you ha- one of the things you have to be really good at is being organized and – I'm, I'm, I need to be better about that. So. so to all of our listeners out there, stick to your New Year's resolutions or else Azure will hunt you down. <laughs> I'll run after you make on your, a Saturday yeah, morning. She'll, don't watch her. She's on the sidewalks running on Saturday mornings. She'll find you. you. She'll find you. you. I'll find you sleeping. Yeah, and uh, if, you have, you know, if you have a New Year's resolution of any kind that um, you can definitely apply to your professional life, do so, even if it's not with a group. Well, that pretty much wraps everything up. Um, thank you, everyone, for, for joining me in the quad today. Listeners, if you have any suggestions for topics on the LJN Radio Quad, send us a message at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. For Jacqueline Peterson, Trey Cochran, and Tim Muma, I'm Adjur Mahara. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.